Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. You want to bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 241. We are here in studio, as you can, uh, well, probably not tell just because of the angle the camera's at. I'm here all by myself today. Uh, Justin woke up feeling a bit under the weather. He was definitely supposed to be here, uh, but couldn't make it. Sicknesses happen, so we won't uh, we won't take it too seriously. We will just uh, we'll just move on here and do things the way we do sometimes, which is just me spewing forth my thoughts here on this race. I am your host, Travis. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to uh, give this video a thumbs up if you haven't already, and make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. We post multiple videos every single day, so we have uh, everything from this show to bike builds to how to's and we post usually i try to post a minimum of three shorts a day of motocross and supercross riding so if you guys are into this kind of stuff if you're all about dirt bikes and two wheels kind of like we are here uh like i said make sure to subscribe there also as i know most of you will drop us a comment here down below on any of the topics we're going to touch on the show today here um and we have we have a few we're going to touch on. Uh, we have our 450 race recap. We're basically wrapping up Thunder Valley here. 250 race recap. Uh, we have a Holster Co. Reload rant. We have a Complete Racing Solutions comment of the week. We have our Isaac Nelson Designs uh, Deegan Danger Zone segment because, of course, Deegan raced yesterday and not without controversy, we'll say, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, before we jump into the show here, Let's uh, let's just thank the sponsors. So first off, sponsors that have been presenting the show all year here. First up, Complete Racing Solutions. Check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. The mad scientist, as Johnny Hopper likes to call him, uh, can help get you in shape and make you a better athlete, whether you ride moto or not. He also has diet, nutrition, uh, help, or things that he can help you with um, if you just want to lose weight and look better. So again, check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Also on board with us here presenting the show, TLR Coatings. Check them out at TLRCoatings.com. They are Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop with everything from two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs. They can do it all. Uh, TLR Coatings will powder coat anything the right way. If you're looking for some custom Cerakoting, they do that too. They are serving Southwest Michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years, and we do nationwide shipping on all your projects, too. So if you guys have a project, you don't live in the Southwest Michigan slash Northwest Indiana area, um, you can ship us your stuff, and we'll be more than happy to code it and ship it back. We do that stuff all the time, too. You can also check out TLR Coatings on all the major social media networks, see what they're working on, see what they're... Um, uh, some of the projects of the past, because there's a ton of content on there. Uh, also on board with us, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., and Isaac Nelson Designs here. So let's just... Oh, also, if you want to support the show, um, below we actually have the store linked up. There is uh, uh, the Teespring, show, uh, Teespring store for buying t-shirts. Uh, that's down there. And then... 
Uh, there is links for like Amazon and Patreon, that kind of stuff. Uh, we do some things with those there. So the Amazon links, you can buy anything you want on Amazon. As long as you click that link and just go into Amazon there, uh, you can buy whatever and we'll get a small slice of that, which will really help us out. Cause I know all of you shop on Amazon because even I shop on Amazon. So, uh, one announcement here before we get going for anyone who played fantasy during supercross and stuff um i have not sent out any prizes yet uh i haven't done a fantasy wrap-up show so let's just um i'll tell you what let's just go to fantasy right now here we're gonna call a little audible here let's just go to fantasy right now let's look up the supercross results here and see who won our league because i never did do a show on that um and again i was basically waiting till the end of the year because there weren't many of you who had sent me info about sending prizes um for like weekly winners uh but there are but there were a bunch but there were a few of you and so you will get your prizes don't worry it just takes takes time i broke when i broke my ankle too that put me back a little bit here um so our series overall winner ll reb with 4163 and then we had jay han and ports 12 uh second and third so if you three want to send me dm me on instagram uh your your shipping information i will get you your prizes ll reb i have a uh, number one plate for you along with a whole bunch of other prize packs and uh I get that Kevin Moran's jersey for you too, because that's what we were doing this year. And then Jayhan and Ports, um, we will uh, we will get you guys your prize packs out too if you guys want to DM us. I'm gonna wait about two more weeks here. I'm gonna try to do all the weekly winners that sent me stuff this week, and then I got about two more weeks here. I'm gonna wait on them uh, to send those out here to try to get everything together. So um, yeah, so if that's any of you and you played fantasy, please hit me up here. Sorry about that. It's the fantasy thing kind of the whole train kind of went off the rails when Justin quit and then Cole was busy. So it was, it was a real Testament. I'm not sure if we're going to continue to do the fantasy show and giveaways and things like that. We'll see Uh, comment down below. If you guys want us to keep going on that, Um, we're going to keep playing fantasy regardless. In fact, I'm playing right now. I had a decent day and one of my friends who plays actually got like, uh, I think it was like 16th overall yesterday. Uh, so shout out to Matt Mitchell. Good job, buddy. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, comment down below if you want us to keep doing that show and do the prize giveaways and stuff, because I feel like we didn't get quite as much interest this year in those either. So anyway, moving on here, uh, let's jump into 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Gutters, Gutterworks, always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. Link in the description down below to them there uh if you want to check them out if you're in the southwest michigan area and you're looking for some custom home exterior work or gutters or anything like that they do all that kind of stuff uh so let's just start right off the bat here so jet goes one one again so he's now six and oh he's led literally every single lap um so it's funny because if you listen to like the js7 podcast there he talked a lot last week about like oh he's pushing like it doesn't seem like it, but he's pushing. And then there's interviews coming out this week with Jet about how he's not really pushing that hard. And then we get to the end of the race yesterday after he goes 1-1 again. 
and he gives his interview and James comes back on and goes, oh, these boys are all in trouble because he literally just gave an interview like when he was in the 250 class, which was he was relaxed. He feels zero pressure and he knows he has literally every single one of you boys covered. Um, I know a big topic of conversation last week was Justin had said that like, well, even if he goes 22 and 0, if he's not a, if he's not dominating motos, then like it, it really won't count, you know? And that first moto yesterday, he won by he, at one point there on the last couple laps, he was up by 24 seconds. Uh, the second moto when, conditions were much more treacherous there uh the rain had started which was weird it it was only raining basically on part of the track i think and not the other part i don't know it was a super strange situation there um he still won by 11 or 12 seconds at that point with that track being greasy uh the way it was so i can't wait to have justin and hopefully he'll be here next week and uh to to stamp it to to talk to him about like does this if he continues to win motos like this does this kind of stamp this out here and and you know make it legitimate because you know the the week before it was all as i said he was managing and only won by five seconds or whatever and now this week he wins the first moto by 24 seconds and the second moto by 12 in in not great conditions in my mind this is starting to stamp it as he is the man he is Again, I'm not trying to say he's better than Ricky or James, but it's going to put him in the conversation there if he does for some if he does somehow end up with a perfect season here, which again, I'm 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 not calling it yet. I'm like, "Weej, I'm going to slow play this." Like, he could, but I'm not going to guarantee it. It would be strange to see him not, but stuff happens. So, anyway, um Aaron Plessinger goes 4-2 for second. Man, that first moto Okay, let's just get into this. So the the Dylan Plessinger crash there, the first moto. Like, what the hell was Dylan doing? That was a complete bonehead move. It was I I, I don't even know. Like like you're trying to cut across ruts and uh, James James said on the broadcast like, oh well, there was maybe there was a hook in the rut or something. In the middle of the rut, there's a hook in it that like throws him out. I don't know, man. To me, it looked like he came in and he knew he either knew AP was there and was trying to get AP to stop so he couldn't pass him or he didn't know AP was there and he was just trying to pivot and make a different line which was really strange either way completely Dylan's fault completely stupid I give AP a lot of credit for being like oh man just a racing incident I don't know man they just that was a bonehead move by Dylan either way whether it was intentional or not so again AP's luck just kind of like just complete shit for the year um but still the second best guy out of these guys in my opinion at this point in the season and so it was good to see him go four two there and get that second overall because he really does deserve that like the first two rounds he was clearly the second best guy and just had terrible luck and just rode his balls off for for the finishes he got um so that was good to see there cooper webb goes two five for third overall um yeah, that was that was okay. He's he's building. He's saying by Redbud he feels like he'll be 100%, which for anybody who doesn't know, we have a high point next week, and then we have a week off, and then we go to Redbud. So maybe, but even you know when he gets to that point, what's he doing? Battling with Plessinger for second place like he's doing now and kind of hoping that something happens to Jet, which we almost saw with the, with the whole hitting the hand on the light marker on the side of the track there yesterday. So I don't know. I Again, 
I don't see Webb's outdoor skill being enough. I I don't see Webb's speed being enough to compete with Jet unless he gets a start and Jet's buried and Jet's got to come through. But even at that point, Jet's got to come. Jet's going to come up to like fifth place really quickly. So I don't know, but he's definitely in the battle for second here. Um, so we'll see how that goes. AC goes three six. Goes three six for fourth. Uh, that podium in the first moto was really good. He rode really, really good that first moto. He was kind of froggy all day, fast. But that second moto, man, there was that weird fade. And I don't know if it was the arm situation. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm really hoping that when he goes into this offseason, he goes back, gets more stem cells done into his arm there, that that really cures that arm. Because, man, if this guy could hold on with two hands with the age he is and how he kind of knows to slow himself down a bit. Now I do really think, uh, he could, he could be a player. Um, but that arm I think is just holding him back here and he's not really super pumped on it. Like he's not pumped to go out there and ride around in, in fourth, fifth place. So we'll have to see how this progresses as we go throughout the year. Uh, Dylan goes seven, three for fifth. Again, that first moto with him running it or, doing that stupid move there with Plessinger and going down and having to work his way up from the back, like getting to seventh. That was okay. Third, that third and the second moto, he fought hard for that against master pool. So, um, that was, that was a hard fought, almost like Dylan danger zone moment there. Uh, tie master pool. This is the talk of the day. Tie master pool goes five, four for sixth overall. I think he qualified like third or something. Like it was insane the speed that kid had. And I don't know if we'll see it at high point. I know for fantasy sakes, come Redbud, um, he's like he's going on my team because he always kills it at Redbud and he's doing super good right now. Um, I heard, I listened to a post-race interview he did with Mathis and basically he said, yeah, man, I don't really think about battling with those guys. I'm just battling myself just like I do every day. And to be honest, if you know that's the problem is that like you got to battle yourself because yourself is what's costing you how you ride. Um, that's okay. That's the first step is like figuring out the problem. So now if he knows the problem and he can actually actually do something with that, that'll be super cool to see how that works out. Um, but that was that was excellent to see. And man, I really thought he had that podium, that second moto. But Dylan, Dylan does Dylan things sometimes. So we'll see. I. It would not surprise me at all if he continues this momentum when we get to Red Bud, if he's on the box. That would be 100% in the realm of things I could see happening. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks jumps up to the 450, goes 6'8 for 7. That, to me, is is good. He's They're just trying to get one of these club bikes into, that S- into those SMX rounds. Um, and I think this was the smartest move they could have made. Whatever, whatever's going on with their 250 bike, it's struggling outdoors, um, and it, it surprised both Jmar and Garrett. Again, I listened to another interview uh, with Garrett here after the race, and he was just as surprised as Jmar was of, like, we came in thinking we were going to go maybe, like, say, 5-6 range, and to go 15-16, we were like, whoa. So, yeah, I think this was a great move for March Banks, and this is pretty much where I see him the rest of the year here until some of these other guys come back. You get some guys like Barsha, if Ando ever comes back, those kind of dudes. Um, you'll see him 
probably still battling there in that realm, but you know, then it'll stretch out a little bit instead of say like four, four to eight, it's going to be like, uh, like, a like five to 10 range or whatever. But, uh, but that'll still be good. He'll, he'll get a lot of points and he'll be able to, I think, get himself into these SMX rounds. Um, Grant Harlan goes eight, seven for eighth. That was a great ride by Grant. He is, it's amazing to think that he only qualified for one main last year in 2022 on a 250 uh for supercross and then this year he jumps on the 450 makes 13 out of 17 and now comes outdoors and obviously there's a lot of injuries no one's arguing that but he straight up passed ac that second moto and then like ended up getting passed back but man dude he's he's definitely making a name for himself here i think he's going to do world supercross too here i believe i saw that he's on some team for wsx so i don't know how many more of these rounds he's going to do maybe he's going to do high point and then start doing that i'm not really sure but uh but man what a great summer going for him uh the swede freddie noren goes 10 10 for ninth that's a good ride for freddie he's not really happy um he's been getting good starts and he feels like he should be beating some of these guys i assume guys like grant harlan march banks those kind of dudes time Masterpool. he feels like he should be beating and you know i just want to make a case here right now of like guys like freddie guys like Masterpool. This right here is prime example of why we need, of why there should be supercross specialist and motocross specialist, and it should be treated as two different sports entirely. Like, um, I know all these guys, we all grow up riding motocross, and then you transition to supercross there when you go pro, whatever. I really, really think that a lot of these teams would be better off, and a lot of these guys would be better off if there were supercross contracts and then motocross contracts. You would get to see a whole bunch of different guys. You could employ a whole bunch of different guys. And it would make things, in my opinion, much, much more interesting than what they are right now. Um, Because you would have motocross-specific guys who trained all year for this. And I don't really understand how why these teams can't do that. Like I understand there's budgets and things, but how much does it really cost to have a guy like Freddie on your... uh, on your payroll and like having him with a bike and doing some testing and that, like it just, it cannot be that much that it's going to hurt these teams from what I know, but whatever. Uh, LaCrucio goes 12, nine for 10th. Derek Drake's another big surprise here. At one point, Derek Drake was like the second fastest qualifier right behind AC ahead of jet yesterday. Um, that heart condition, they obviously got that fixed. He goes nine, 12 for 11th great ride for him and very it's good to see this kid finally start to put some stuff together here uh as far as his pro career goes hopefully this continues for the rest of the outdoor season that would be very cool and then he can kind of carry this momentum into into supercross next year but we'll see how it goes uh marshall welton uh 11 11 for 12 that was a good ride for marshall because he's just been having nothing but shit luck here between crashes and guys running into him and all that kind of stuff so it's good to see marsh up there Roman Pape, Pap, whatever, 14-13 for 13th. Uh, Luca Marcellisi goes 15-18 for 14th. Tyler Stepik goes 13-38 for 15th. Chiz goes 23-14 for 16th. That's a little odd for Chiz, but I have to assume he's into World Supercross training at this point since we've only got a couple of weeks left until that fires off. Uh, so he's probably not riding a lot of outdoors. He's just literally here riding outdoor races. Uh, Max Miller goes 2015 for 17th. Jeremy Hand goes 1916 for 18. Jerry Robin had a rough day. I don't know what happened there. 
1719 for 19th. And then uh, Kay Namarine, 1621 for 20th. Jose Butron, 21st. That's kind of a weird one. Uh, let's see here. Michigan shout outs. Jeff Walker goes 26, 24 for 25th. So that's okay for him. Not in the points, but whatever. Jace Kessler, uh, goes 32, 37 for 36. So that was okay. And I think that's it there. Poor a Ray 39 DNF for 40th. So, yeah. So that was your 450 race recap here. Uh, brought to you by Gutterworks. Again, always well hung, just like, Justin Barsha. All right, let's move on here to our 250 race recap here. And that's going to be brought to you by our friends at Depth Creative Co. If you need graphics for your dirt bike, they can help you out. They do full custom graphics. Uh, the whole team down there is awesome. They have tons of super cool designs on their website. I uh, actually, I need to, God, I need to get on that and get mine ordered so I can get my new plastics on the 250F since we're going to be riding here soon. Um, Make sure to check them out again at Depth Creative Co. Links in the description down below here. Uh, okay, so let's start right off at the top here. Hunter Lawrence goes 2-1 for first overall. I know I said last week that this was kind of an open championship, right? However, let's see here. He's won, he's won all three overalls, and he is currently 16 points up on second place okay um and man i'll tell you what he is just he's calm he's relaxed even when he doesn't get good starts which he didn't again in that first moto yesterday it wasn't a great start uh the second moto much better um but man he just clearly and cal clearly calculated works his way through as he goes there uh, to work his way up. And I mean, when he got in the second yesterday, I figured there wasn't any chance that he was going to catch Cooper. He was way too far back. He was 10 seconds back due to something we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Um, but man, he is just total management mode of this title. And it's, it's, it's doing wonders. I mean, he's won three overalls and he hasn't been off the podium any single moto. So, I cannot knock it. He's doing great. He's probably going to win this title unless something happens here. He's just too smooth and clean at this point. So great job to Hunter Lawrence here. Um, he's taking an interesting 250 class and kind of making it boring. Uh, Justin Cooper goes 1-4 for second. Uh, in that second moto, we had that really weird crash where he kind of like started pushing outside the rut and then knifed the front and pogoed himself off the front. Um I have to say, so the first moto was good. That was kind of what we expected to see out of Justin Cooper for this season. I still have to say, I mean, he, he went back to 12th. I was tracking him the second moto when he went down. He went back to 12th, then he was back to 13th, and he only came back to 4th. And, like, he crashed on the first lap there pretty early on, like right as they came around to the, to the finish line there. So... It wasn't super spread out, but at the same time, it's like, man, you have to get through more of these guys. Like, I don't know. I'm, I am literally shocked as to how this is going for him because, man, we all thought he was going to be so much better than everybody else because of the amount of time he had. And the fact that he's not is, is super strange. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, 
he should be better in my opinion he should be first or second every single moto with the way they were treating this and the way he wanted to come in and win this he's 16 points back so after three rounds i don't know this it's not looking great in my opinion if if he doesn't come out next week with either closing down the points gap he he needs to close down the points gap right now before it starts getting out of hand because if he goes say two let's just say for round numbers he goes two two and hunter goes one one and now you're 22 points down after the first four rounds that's not good that's not good at all so he has to do something here he has to win an overall and beat hunter and like gain start gaining some points back otherwise i think this is going to be a long year of not winning this title um levi kitchen gets third overall with a five two so that's pretty good um for someone who man i'll tell you what i really haven't noticed him a lot this year it's good to see him up on the box to be honest with you i didn't even know that he was going to be on the box yesterday until all of a sudden they're like levi kitchen got third and i'm like okay well there we are so uh wasn't the win like he got there last year uh but not bad and something to build off of here so if he gets a good finish next week say let's say in the top five next week um that i think will propel him forward going into the break and we might start to see i'm still and this is going to sound harsh i'm still slightly underwhelmed with levi uh since he's come into the pros we all thought he was slightly older he was going to have a bit more maturity and like really really prosper and flourish here when he came into the pro ranks and it just hasn't been spectacular like we kind of thought we were getting there so good rider great one one motos one has one motos one overalls one supercross races um but again just kind of expected more out of him um so uh joe schmoda goes uh three eight for fourth that third place in the first one was good the eighth place again just kind of i mean he went down that second moto there um yeah he had that last lap crash that second moto he's just got to clean it up a little bit and man it's just it's weird because there's so much there and we all think he can do so so good uh but he just can't quite put it together but i think what he needs to do is just do every one of these outdoor races and just keep stacking decent finishes like decent top fives and then hopefully that helps him moving forward so we'll see how the rest of the series goes but man it's for a guy that's won motos and stuff it's it's interesting to see him not be that great but he hasn't had great luck either so we'll see uh chance hymas goes 11-3 for fifth that podium was good he he caused that first turn crash there in the first one because him and Ryder D were leaning on each other, um, which that's just something that happens with starts. Although, as Math has said, you got to start kind of looking at this and going, is it the greats that they're all so close together? I don't know. We'll see if these kind of things keep happening, though, because you don't normally see this many big first turn wrecks. Uh, like you don't see one every single week. Like um, we saw the 451 last week. Now we had a 251. So we'll keep track of that moving forward. Not blaming the greats yet, but it's it's not great. Ah. Uh, so anyway, um, but no, this was a good ride. Seeing Chance get up there on the podium, he has all the tools to do this. I think he just lacks confidence at this point. He rides down there at the dog pound with the Lawrence brothers. He's on pace with them as far as i know so 
I think he'll get better. Again, he's he's a full blown rookie here. He did those few super crosses, and now it's now it's doing the full season outdoors. And I think if he just keeps chugging away like this, by the time you get to the end of the season, you're going to be like, hmm, he's in the top ten in points. And I think it'll be a good year for him here overall. So uh, the enigma that is Max Volan goes gets sixth place with a seven five. <sighs> That's. I don't know, man. I I don't even have I don't even have an answer for this. This this kid, I don't know. I've heard the star deal's not done, but then I heard it was done. So I don't know if he's going to star or not. I don't know if he has arrived for now. I'm not sure. I don't know anything at this point. But he needs to do something to continue to get rides and and move forward here. Um, and like seven five is okay, but it's not not great. So I don't know. We we'll see. Uh, Jordan Smith goes six, six for seventh. Um, that was a, that was a better ride for Jordan Smith. This is some more, this is some of what we thought we would see with Jordan Smith. I kind of expected him to be more towards the front than what he's been these first few. I don't know a whole lot about it. I haven't talked to him, haven't heard a bunch of things about him. Um, but cool that he's, uh, he's finally kind of getting up there and he was running up front for a little bit yesterday too. Probably went down at some point or whatever, but, uh, we'll see if he, how he projects himself forward here. Um, okay, here we go. It is time for our Deacon Danger Zone, presented by Isaac Nelson Designs. For all your logo design needs, make sure to check them out. Isaac Nelson Designs, link in the description down below. Deegan Danger Zone. So Deegan goes 4-9 for 8th overall. Um, starts on point. He is very good at these starts. Very good. Uh, now let's talk about the whole situation between him and Hunter. Uh, so Hunter basically on the podium says in nicer words, yeah, he rides dirty and I know what I'm getting into with him. Uh, James calls him out on the broadcast about the whole little, cause he throw, he, he kept looking back and then threw that huge whip there <clears throat> at kind of at Hunter. Well, he thought it was going to be at Hunter, but Hunter crossed him over whatever. Anyway. Um, so James calls him out for cross jumping, which it kind of was. And basically with, from what Hunter said, I assume, I assume now, this is my assumption that the talk in the pits for, as far as these riders go, is that this kid's going to ride you dirty. So look out. Um, now what I think needs to happen here is, and I'm sure, cause Brian's so smart with this stuff. This kid needs a talking to about yesterday because so I'm all for getting in the way to an extent, um, you know, holding people up to try to get a better finish. Uh, but man, there, first off, you're not stopping Hunter. You're a rookie. I'm sorry to tell you you're a rookie. Okay. You're not, you're not going to stop Hunter from getting by you. Number one. Number two, Hunter Hunter was hunting. Like he tried to make the pass. Obviously, Deegan did some stuff. He went, Whoa, okay, let's chill for a second. And this is that veteran savvy that Hunter has. And he kind of reset. And then if you pay attention, and I'm pretty sure James talked about this too on the broadcast. If you pay attention where Hunter made that pass, Hunter was going for I don't know about a kill, but he was going to put Deegan on the ground. Now, Deegan's a kid, and he's young, and he's a rider, and he's smart enough and, and fast enough that he went, oh, crap, and hit the brakes. Um, 
but Hunter basically was not going to have that anymore. And here's the thing. Hunter, as we've all seen, has the skills to put people on the ground if he wants to. Uh, so if I'm Bobby Regan, if I'm Brian, I'm telling him, bro, you got to settle down on that kind of stuff, especially with people like Hunter, because what's going to happen is he's going to ruin your season very, very quickly. Um, because what he's going to do is put you on the ground. And every time you hit the ground, there's a possibility of obviously all sorts of stuff. You could get injured, bike could break, whatever. So is it really worth throwing your season away for someone that you know is faster than you a majority of the time, we'll say? Not all the time. Obviously, Deegan has won heat races and motos and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not really, in my opinion, it's not worth it to try to like hold somebody up like that to uh, ruin what could be a really good season for you because, to be honest, he is in this battle here, I believe. He's kind he's a bit more out of it now because he had a rough second moto. He's still third in points. Uh, he's only he's only about 10 down there from, from Justin Cooper, and we have a ways to go here. Um, but, man, you do some more stuff like that. I'm not a fan of what he did. The, the whole, like, playing cat and mouse in the turns thing, that's that's so much more of a supercross thing real realistically than an outdoor thing outdoor you don't do that so to see that i was a little like eh but again not not terrible um but the looking back and the whips over the jumps and the kind of like cross jumping there i'm i'm a big not fan of that that is super duper dangerous <clears throat> whether you're a pro or not and you just got it. You got to let that go. Like you can't, you can't do that. Like he's going to get by you. He did. Look what happened. You did that yesterday. You did all of that and he still got by you. Now with all that being said, Hayden had a good day yesterday and he had a really good day going there too. Like, um, that first moto, he, he had, a, he got the start there, obviously running up front. Cooper ate him up. That's not really a surprise. That should, should be what's happening. Um, and then he still maintained running up front there, uh, until Hunter, kind of got him and then that's what got him ended up making him be back and forth there um but still decent and then that second moto the second moto i believe was more of a um just a lack of experience both at the track and in in pro racing there period that track especially that second moto was not one that you could push it push it on and jam it into corners and stuff you had to be a lot more careful in picking your lines and stuff with the ruts and Hayden's not that kind of rider. He's more of a wide open free rider. So, uh, he just, you, you could see it. There was just mistakes when he was on the screen all the time and little stuff too. Not, not necessarily big stuff, not like blowing through ruts or anything, but just little mistakes. He'd get caught in a rut a little bit and, and it wouldn't go smoothly. Um, so I think if he cleans some stuff up like that, I think that second moto is definitely a lot better, but, um, yeah, as far as, as far as the cat and mouse and the cross jumping thing, Cat mouse, okay, whatever. I'll again, I'll let that slide. The cross jumping thing and the big whips towards people to kind of like show them whatever. No, let's let's just not do that kind of stuff. We don't need to knock anybody out of the air and end up, you know, with more people hurt. So that's been your Deegan Danger Zone there reviewing Hayden Deegan's Thunder Valley race. Uh, all right, so RJ had a weird RJ day, went 8-7 for 9. He's another one that doesn't have quite that smooth style to ride that technical stuff like the ruts are there at Thunder Valley, so that doesn't really surprise me. I didn't really notice anything about him all day. 
Um, Jalik Swole goes 10-10 for 10th. That's pretty much that's normal. Ryder D goes 9-11 for 11th. Uh, I think that's okay for him, too. Caden Braswell actually got some decent starts and was up there. He goes 12-12 for 12th, so that's pretty good for him. Uh, Talon Hawkins, again, another um, another rookie kid here, goes 14-14 for 13th, so that's okay. Dylan Schwartz, 17-13 for 14th. Uh, Derek Kelly getting a little bit better here. He goes 15-15 for 15th. Preston Kilroy still trying to figure out that Club MX YZ250F. It goes 13-23 for 16th. Uh, Slade Smith from South Africa, 1916 for 17th. Chase Yenser, 1817 for 18th. Hardy Munoz goes 16 DNF for 19th. Uh, and that didn't look good when they took him off that second moto. That might be bad. And then Joel Rizzi out of the UK wraps up the top 20 going 21-18. Uh, let's see here. Shout out to Connor Visker. Going 32-29 for 30th, making the motos. That was cool. Shout out to Ethan Day, another Michigan person. Uh, going DNS 35. Um, Jet Reynolds got caught up in that first turn crash there in that first moto. Didn't start. Didn't start either race there. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, Guillaume Ferez, he got caught up in that first turn crash, had a hanging, hanging arm just like Jeremy Martin the week before. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, not great. He'll he'll definitely be out. Uh, Tom Bial had a crash there in the first moto. He goes 29 DNS for 37th, and he, yeah, was out there. So hopefully he comes back this week for high point because I think that will play to his strengths a little bit there uh, with GP stylish track and a gp rider there so hopefully you see him back and shout out to jordan jarvis making the motos going dns 36 so that has been your uh that's been your 250 race recap brought to you by adept creative co all right so a couple more things to uh to fill this out here before we wrap this show up here so first off holster co reload rant um and this is something that i didn't really notice until recently and now i'm like i'm just I'm annoyed by it. Can we can we just have one fucking series? Like, can we just have one fucking series? Okay. You have the Supercross, the Motocross, and the SMX, and they're all together, but they're calling them three different series. And then, I mean, think about this from the normal fan's perspective. So I understand this, okay? The Supercross is one series. The Motocross is another series. The SMX is a third series or their playoff series, okay? And that's fine. You can have three stages to a season, NASCAR did it. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but I know at one point they did have three different sections to their series or whatever. But it was all for the NASCAR, you know, Winston Cup series or whatever. So, but right now you have the motocross series going on. You have the supercross series already happen. And and they're like, oh, this is this is round three of the of the Monster Energy Pro Motocross series, <clears throat> but it's round uh uh round 20 of the super motocross what huh how is it round 20 but it's round three i don't understand look dude let's just call this what it is it's the super motocross series there's 30 what is there 28 30 32 rounds 31 rounds 31 rounds let's just call it what it is it's the super motocross series there's 31 rounds this is round 20 no problem but instead, we're going to confuse and have this motocross series and the supercross series and all this stuff, which, again, we can have 
we we can have three stages. Like you can have stage one is your Supercross series, stage two is your Motocross series, and stage three is your SMX series, and just literally, but like the numbered rounds, just all the same because it's all for the SM for the Super Motocross series, and it's three stages. Just call it the Super Motocross series. Okay, now. If I put on my TLR tinfoil hat here, I do think we're going to get to that because, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, the word on the street is that Daytona Motorsports Group is trying to buy the Supercross series from Feld. And what will happen then is once Daytona Motorsports Group buys the series, then uh, Davey Coombs and all the people at Pro Motocross will then will then probably either lease the series or whatever off of... Um, off of the Daytona Motorsports Group, just like they do Pro Motocross. And then they will just own the whole thing. And what will happen then is then I think it will be one cohesive Super Motocross series. So that is your Holster Co. Reload Rand. It's like, just give me one one damn name and have it be one damn series with a straight amount of races through. And this is round 20 of 32. Let's just do that. Call it good. So... Um, and then uh, one more thing here. We got the uh, Complete Racing Solutions comment of the week here. And it's a good one because we always get good ones because why wouldn't we, right? Using a 17-year-old to pay your bills and make ends meet, laughing emoji, worse than a stripper. And that comes courtesy of the Caitlin Tui fans account on YouTube or something. I don't know where the fuck that's at. So uh, thanks for the comments. Thank you to all of you who comment uh, about everything, mostly the Deegan stuff, because I don't know how you guys are. That's why we have the Deegan danger zone there. Um, but thank you. Thank you for everyone for the comments and, you know, keep commenting because you never know when your comment will be featured on the show. So that's basically all I have for the show this week. I really appreciate everybody tuning in again, fantasy people there. If you were top three overall for the Supercross series, hit me up on Instagram and the DMS with your shipping info. The people who won the weekly prizes who messaged me, I believe there's three of you. Um, You guys, I will get your stuff out this week here. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with Justin. I may come up with a bit of a backup plan next week too and have make sure we have at least somebody on the show to talk to uh, besides myself. So I'll try to do something like that. Uh, But thanks everybody for tuning in. Like, comment, subscribe down below. We will see everybody next week.